everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the, the Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Hello, Homegirl Hustlers, and welcome back to episode 23 of our podcast. We are so happy that you guys are joining us today, and today's episode is going to be about the top five ways successful people push through adversity. So whether it's in your career or in your life, we all face adversity. It's those hard, challenging times we go through, like when our team at work had an unexpected bump in the road that set us back, or when your side business that you started ended up failing, or when COVID hit and you lost your job or your promotion got pushed back. We can go on and on giving examples, but what do you do when adversity hits? In this episode, we are going to go over the top five ways successful people push through adversity and get to the other side, finding the light at the end of the tunnel. So what does adversity in a career look like? Or what does adversity in life look like? I know I gave a few examples, but I actually went on the internet and Googled. It's such a great source, very credible. But I used the Google to Google what adversity in a career looks like. And Google told me that adversity in the workplace is a difficulty or challenge that can affect a single employee, a team, or an entire business. In life, it can look like car trouble, relationship stress, family stress, financial problems, unexpected tragedies, or something else. So Abby and I want to start by just giving you guys a couple examples of what adversity in our career or in our life looks like for us. And because Abby has started by giving examples time and time again in our previous episodes, I will go first. (laughs) So personally, for me, a time where I felt in life or career that I have felt adversity, like a challenging time would be when I was going through my master's program and through my master's program, we had to do an IBE and IBE is an integrated business experience. And so what that is, is you have to pick a product or a service, but most of them are products and you have to start that business. So you pick a product, you build a business model, and you actually execute that business. You run that business for the time frame. honestly, of running it is like a month or two. And then you close out the business and donate your products to charity. But from the bottom up, you build this business. And it was a really cool experience that we got to do. Well, in the very beginning of the process, you guys, like your groups, like in our, I guess we call them like our teams, but our, your team would get to come up with a product of its own and then pitch that product idea to the class. The class would vote on the top ideas and then those ideas would move forward. You'd get put into super teams and run your business. Our idea was amazing. I was in love with it and so excited. It was basically a clear belt bag and it was really cute. It had different straps that you could adjust and move around and stuff like that and design for Kyle Field, which is our Texas A&M football field for like game day outfits and like cute ways to style and stuff like that. And it was a really awesome product idea. We already had pre-sales and it was just amazing. But because our class got to vote, our class voted against that idea and voted for other ideas instead. Um, in my opinion, it was more politics and gender issues when it came to voting than an actual like legitimate idea and ideation That was just my personal opinion. But anyway, it got voted out and we got put on a super team. And that was honestly really hard for me because I felt like at that time in the program, 
I had been so proud of the work that we had done because we had designed the entire product. We had already found manufacturing in China. We had already um, got pre-sales. We were already so far in advance that it really hurt. And it felt like a failure to get our product denied. And personally, that was just hard for me to take. I know that's like probably not the most dramatic, crazy adversity that, you know, in my life that I've been through, but that's something that definitely sticks out as some time in my life where I felt like I had done all this work with my team and then we failed and then got put on another team. But I definitely throughout the rest of the time, you know, changed my mindset, saw it as an opportunity. And our team actually won in terms of we made the most amount of money to donate to charity with our team. We got like the lowest interest rate from the bank when it came to lending. And we had a lot of big successes with the team that we were on with our new product. And so it ended up working out and being great. And our team did really well. However, it was definitely a time I remember of like defeat. I felt, you know, defeated in that program of like, oh man, we had gone so far just to get, you know, knocked down. So that's just a personal example for me. Nice. That's a a good example of adversity because I know like when you're trying to get through things like that and trying to succeed, especially when there's a group involved, it's always difficult to make it through and get through to the end and get through it strong (laughs) for sure. My example, I'll share a life example because I guess Hannah told me one of us gets a career, one gets life. Um, adversity, I guess something that happened this year was I was homeless. <laughs> this is so, so, oh my goodness. It's true, but the way you say it is so like dramatic. I was homeless. So that's true. When I, I got transferred for work, and looked for a new place for a couple of months. I found a roommate. I find I found a little house, North Miami Beach, like roller skate away from the water, about three blocks, and I was about to live my best life. And a couple of days before moving in, the landlord was like, I need a final interview with you and your roommate. And I was like, what is he talking about? He's supposed to give me the keys tomorrow. And then... He never scheduled the interview, and I was like, hey, guys, if I don't get this key in the next two days, I will have no place to live, because I told my current landlord I was moving out, and the guy ends up getting, like, super paranoid. We're in a pandemic. He wasn't sure how people our age were making whatever money we were making, and he didn't believe it. He wasn't convinced, and so he was not trying to give us the key to his house, um, this could ha- he had a lot of time to figure this out, but he decided the day I was supposed to get my key was the day he was going to tell us we can't get our key. So I ended up literally moving out of my apartment and driving south because I knew I had family south, but like I literally was had no idea where I was going and I didn't know what was going on in my life and it was actually tragic. Long story short, I ended up looking for houses honestly for the next like six to eight weeks before I found a place. I got blessed with a really great place. But like throughout that time, I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have stability. I had a cousin who let me stay and like seriously so grateful for him and the cousins that I have down here. It was just like not me, me not being in my element or like me not having my desk, me not having my kitchen, me not having the things that helped me function day to day. Like I had to use a foldable chair and a shoebox as a desk (laughs) instead of a desk and like a virtual background. That was my reality for a month and a half. 
And it was something that I didn't let bring me down because I knew there was so much in my life that was going for me. But it was a very, very challenging part of my life. This age at 23 years old, given I am like across the country from my family and and like I grew up in Chicago. I'm in Florida. I didn't necessarily like I was not comfortable, but I got through it. And I realized that I am invincible after that. <laughs> you take my shelter away, I'm still good. But that's my example. And I know like a lot of people go through hard times. A lot of people go through adversity in life. It could be as simple as I was on the way to interview and my tire gave out. Like my little things like those, they really put a bump in the road. So sorry, my example is so intense. (laughs) But that could bring us to the next point of how does adversity help us? I really like these points. Adversity, I mean, again, a lot of it happens in hindsight, like the, the ways that it helps you. But it does help give us confidence that we can handle anything that comes our way. I know that it makes me more confident. Like people are like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And they're all like empathetic. And I'm like, I'm actually fine. Like I realize you realize that you are okay. Even when you're in a scenario that seems like it's the end of the world. Um, Adversity also helps us develop empathy. And so we become a little more empathetic towards people that might be less fortunate or disadvantaged around us. And then it helps us learn. Because guess what? You ain't got no choice but to learn at that point. <laughs> you better figure it out. <laughs> so, Hannah, I think you could go through the steps on how to handle adversity and how to get through it. Thank you, Abby, for that story. I love when you tell that story because it's such a good reminder. And your outlook on it is so great because you literally said, like, oh, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. Like, you feel like a core... A part of your life, like your place where you live, where you call home, where you get to kind of, you know, mentally take a break is now like kind of torn from you or you don't have that part figured out in your life and it can put you through a lot. So it's awesome to hear your perspective on that. The top five ways successful people push through adversity. Number one is trust in positive outcomes, which honestly is a lot easier said than done. Because how many times have you like joined a team and worked on a project and you're like, oh, this is like not good. And you're second guessing yourself. You're second guessing your team. You're second guessing why you're there. You're second guessing just everything. We're overthinking everything and it's a disaster. Because I honestly feel like that's how I start. Not now, but previously. And even sometimes now I've started most things in my life of like, oh my goodness, I'm overwhelmed. This is a lot. What's going to happen? And my mind is just questioning everything. When in reality... What I need to be doing is taking a deep breath and trusting in positive outcomes, trusting my team, trusting myself and my capabilities. Hey, whatever goes wrong, we're going to figure it out because it's going to get figured out. Trusting trends and data. So especially in your work, when you have seen, you know, people have success in different areas and you've been studying trends and studying the research, you have to eventually just take the leap and trust that research and trust that it's going to be it's going to all work out the way that you know you know best. So if you if you study the trends and you study the research, of course it's a possibility that it's not going to go the way you planned. However, if the data and research is on your side, then you're more likely to succeed. So also trust in that. And then also practice developing an optimistic mindset. So when it comes to, you know, a person on your team who's being pessimistic or your own thoughts being pessimistic, 
develop tactics to kind of reroute yourself. So when, you know, negativity or pessimism comes your way, you have a positive mindset and you are trusting in the positive outcomes that you know you and your team are capable of. I like that one. And I think that something that stood out there when trusting positive outcomes, you were talking about having a plan and trusting the process. I think that for me, that's why for me it's important to have a process and have a plan in so many areas in life because it might seem outlandish what you're saying you're going to succeed in or what you're about to accomplish. But if you have a goal, if you have a plan, I have always told people, I'm like, you guys don't trust entrepreneurs. You say entrepreneurs are taking risks. Those people have a plan. They know how they're going to go and get what they're trying to accomplish. You work for someone else and they just tell you what the day-to-day is, what the month-to-month is, and you hope that they don't fire you next month. Like, If you have that plan, if you have a, a whole layout for your, your hustle, your grinds, then trust in that positive outcome, trust the data, trust the trends, trust yourself and your capabilities. Your team is there to support you when you can't show up and then have that positive mindset for sure. Yes, I love that. I think we did such a good job touching on step number one that we can move. I keep saying steps, but I guess like these are ways. They're not more steps. I don't know why I keep saying steps, saying steps. I cannot talk today. Uh, I guess it's just my mind, you know, and previous episodes going through steps. But anyway, the second way that successful people push through adversity is developing skills, practicing habits that support growth. Okay. So you're working on skills, you're working on different practices, you're working on different habits that are going to support your career development, self-development, physical and spiritual health as well. So it's almost like For example, if you are going through adversity in your job, like something happened and the company is now doing layoffs, you know, the company that you work for is now laying off people. Then all of a sudden you go into like this fight or flight mode of like, oh my gosh, like I could be laid off and not have a job tomorrow. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? But if you're practicing career development, self-development and all these other things in your life, you've been continuously working on yourself And you have a, then you'll have like a great resume, a great amount of self-efficacy and self-confidence to the point where if you do need to go into a new interview because you did get laid off and try to apply for other jobs, you have a ton of things to talk about on your resume and all these things of how you've continued to develop your career, even within the career that you had, because you were developing by reading books, by reading articles or doing LinkedIn learning courses, whatever that is, you've been continuously perfecting your craft and growing in yourself so that you have that on paper if you need it. That's just a small example of if adversity comes your way when it comes to a job or your career, you are prepared to see a new opportunity. And then who knows, what if you end up getting a higher paying job than the one you had before that you like more? Because that can happen. But why would that happen? That didn't just happen because of magic. That probably happened because that new company sees value in you because you are developing yourself in your career. You're focusing on self-development. You are a stable person that that company sees value in. So that's just a small example of career, but like also just in general, when it comes to your life, if you know you get a stressful phone call at work or something happens, or, or like, like Abby said, like you get a flat tire on your way to work or a meeting or something happens like that. If you have been practicing, you know, 
basically like, I want to say like self-help things, but like even developing yourself in your uh, mental health, then you know practices and you'll have practices of like taking deep breaths or counting or thinking of other things to kind of get you through those those difficult times instead of just reacting and letting adversity run your day. And I think the growth that you're experiencing on a day-to-day once it's a habit, when things go wrong, and you're already practicing these things that are always going to be going right in your life, it allows you to go at that adversity in a confident manner and with a good head on your shoulders because you know your worth, you know your strengths, you know the things that you're doing are going to continue to allow you to grow in the path that you aspire to go in, then you technically... I always say, like, I know I'm a little dramatic, but, like, at that point, you're kind of unstoppable because it's like, yeah, sure, that space doesn't want you or that space doesn't need you anymore, but your value never will fade just because one person told you you're not worth it or just because one occupation told you that you're not enough or just because one client told you they don't like your product. Like, Hannah has me reading this book, The Practice, and it always is telling telling you, like, just continue to strengthen yourself and ship out the best version of yourself that you can. Because when things hit the fan, they don't actually hit the fan. You realize, I'm just in the wrong space right now, or I just need to take this somewhere else. Someone else will appreciate these things because I spent the time developing myself and my skills and my physical and spiritual health is on point. I'm going to stay centered and I'm going to get through this. Those are, I think this is a really important point. Like people really, 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 I mean, the society we live in, it teaches us to do things so that we can check boxes and get an A plus in a class. But it's like, no, no, no. Work on yourself, develop yourself for you. And nobody can tell you how good you are, how bad you are. You know your worth at that point. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I couldn't say that in a better way. Like I really couldn't. And that honestly leads us into our third way that successful people push through adversity is getting comfortable with failure and learning to adapt. So that's our third way. And if you're taking notes, make sure you write this one down. This is a hard one too. (laughs) Well, yes, it's a hard one, but it ties right into what you were saying. Because you were like, oh my, if my physical and mental health and I've been working on myself and developing my career skills and habits and all these things, then when your, you know, ish hits the fan, like it's not over. You, if you failed, like your life isn't done with, you can get comfortable with failure and you can learn to adapt. So you have to almost like see failure as a step on the right track. And this is what a lot of actual like, Famous entrepreneurs will tell you on different articles they'll they'll write or books that they'll write or interviews they'll do. They'll be like, fail and keep failing and keep failing and keep failing and keep failing until you have learned enough to know what works. You literally have to fail and fail and fail and fail. Like Chip and Joanna, we all know Chip and Joanna Gaines, you know, they've been so successful with their Magnolia business. And he literally, and if you actually read up on him, he had like eight failing businesses <laughs> before he hit one that was a crazy success. And if he would have stopped at the third fail or the fourth fail or the fifth fail or the sixth fail and just said, I'm done and gone and worked a regular corporate job and said, entrepreneur, you know, ism isn't for me. 
obviously this is just isn't going to work out. I have lost money. I have lost time. I've failed and just quit. He would never see the success that he sees now. So it's just a testament to continue to learn to get comfortable with failure. See it as a step in the right direction because you just got closer to learning what works. You got to learn what doesn't work before you learn what works and why it works. And then you can adapt as you go. Nothing set in stone. Adapt your strategy. Adapt your mindset. Adapt the way that you get there. Adapt the process um, to try to reach that success that you're trying to reach. I say it is hard, but it really takes a lot of... It. You just have to be okay being vulnerable. I mean, if you need to, go put yourself in vulnerable positions on purpose. Like, I went door-to-door selling in Wynwood, which is the art district in Miami, because someone asked me if I could test their product for them. And I was like, I see why you wouldn't ask your employee to do that. They're afraid of failing. They're truly afraid of failing. So they paid me like an employee for a month and said, just please do it for us. And I was like, okay, I'm in sales every day. I get shut down literally every day. Like, it's my life. I love it here. (laughs) Um, It's great here. But... That is, that's a really, really big one. Get comfortable with failure, but also don't forget to learn to adapt. If you don't take it as a lesson, if you're just like, oh, F it, I failed, whatever, moving on to the next. No, no, take that lesson, take the data, take the trends and learn from it. Um, I will say too, like you were talking about entrepreneurs and just being okay with failing. I was watching a, like a live podcast with Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. We love Barbara. This we weekend. Love Barbara. And she was literally like, they were saying out of all of the Shark Tank businesses that you acquired, how many of them are successful? And I think she said like one out of 10 is successful. And I was like, hmm? <laughs> like it got to the point where we're like, okay, how much are they paying her to be on that show then? Because what do you mean? Only one out of 10, but like, look at how big she's become. It's because she was okay with that failure. She's okay with learning from her experiences, applying them in other places in her life and not being set in stone. Because if you know what track you're on and you trip, get up, keep going. See it as a stepping stone. It's almost like to going off your example, like she sees, she understands the one out of 10 risks that she's taking. And that may be worth it to her. She may be able to have she has she may have even enough capital to lose and say, oh, you know, it's worth it if one out of the 10 investments that I make is huge and makes it like that's worth it to her. That might be worth it to her, too. Like you have to understand risk versus reward and get comfortable. Mm-hmm. But you have to realize at some point, though, she didn't have the en- enough capital to lose. Like right now, Hannah and I, we keep investing in Booster Brand. We literally are putting our life savings in this, like out of our pockets, and we're okay with it. And like it's working, but like the minute more important than that, we're investing our career in it, like all the time mm -hmm. and all the effort and everything, the mental space. That's, in my opinion, it is bigger than money. Than the money, but it's like once we every single time we unlock another door to that we like. Oh my gosh, look what we did! Like we did it. We found out how to do something. We take that blueprint and we make sure that we repeat it. If we find out something that we hate and something that's terrifying to us, we also take that as a lesson learned, learn how to adapt and not see it as a failure. 
Well, it honestly, well, I mean, you're, I'm assuming you're going to weigh number four, but honestly, like that leads us to our fourth way that successful people push through adversity. And it's literally rewiring your mindset, embrace adversity and challenges, see them as opportunities. So honestly, three and four, in my opinion, kind of tie hand in hand. It's like you got to get comfortable with failing and then it's rewiring your mindset to embrace adversity instead of running from adversity. So like in life, when something uncomfortable happens, are you the first to run out of the room and like freak out before you can actually understand and embrace it? Or do you sit there, process it and embrace it and see it as an opportunity? Like everything in life is not going to go your way if you haven't figured that out by now. I'm sure most of you listening have. I know Abby and I have. And so it's like, what happens when you, when something doesn't go your way? It's like, okay, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to see it as an opportunity. When COVID happened, we literally started our company and it was the birth of something absolutely incredible. We didn't just sit there and complain and sit on our butts and be like, oh my gosh, poor me. Like this isn't going to work out. When I ended up having to stay in college station instead of moving to Dallas because I got married and that marriage affected my um, placement of where I could be because I don't want to have long distance with my husband. I didn't sit there and complain about it. I sat there. I did punch a pillow, you know, for about 30 seconds. But then after that, I embraced it. And I said, I'm going to be here. I'm going to make the most of it. What can I do to make the most of my purpose and be fulfilled while I'm here? And then I started almost like problem solving. It's like this mode of getting into opportunities and seeking opportunities. However, you have to understand opportunities don't just come out of the blue. You have to be looking for them. You have to have an open mind for them. You have to be preparing. Abby's, I can't, she's about to go off on this, but you literally like, you have to have that open mindset and that readiness to catch an opportunity. Abby and I just spent six months acquiring a big client because we saw a small opportunity and went for it. Your eyes have to be open. You have to have a hunger mindset to be looking for those opportunities. They're not just going to peek out of the blue or out of the bushes. Like you have to be ready for it. Everything in your life has to be ready for it. And then you also have to reframe your mindset. Abby knows this is my absolute favorite saying. Like this is a mantra that you guys have to repeat daily because I do. And it's amazing. Life is not happening to me, it's happening for me. So when something bad happens, like for example, Abby and I've talked about this before. If we end up, you know, pitching to a client and maybe it goes really well and then ends up falling through, we can't see that as, oh my gosh, this is the worst. Like we are, we must not be valuable. Our company must not be good. Our strategy must not be good. Or our, I mean, we cannot go that route by questioning all those things. Instead, we have to see it as an opportunity of, Hey, there's a reason that happened. Life is happening for me and not to me. And I'm going to take that as it is and learn and adapt and grow. Yes. I love that quote though. Life is happening for me, not to me. It really helps you see the opportunity in any type of challenge that presents itself. (laughs) I really like this point because rewiring your mindset and just embracing challenges as opportunities is so key in business. I think like with Hannah and I, we, because we have such like a hungry mindset just for like positive things in our life and success, 
we're looking for opportunities anywhere we're at. She could be in Mexico and see like a cool billboard and be like, the flat tire introduced her to a billboard on the side of the road. And she'd be like, Abby, look at this billboard. It's so amazing. I wouldn't have seen it if we didn't get a flat tire on the road. <laughs> like that's how intense it's gotten. I also had a mentor who told me, I wrote down this quote, when you avoid failure, it causes insecurity. It causes you to fail before you even look failure in the face. Look at life as a challenge. And one of my mentors said that to me, and I wrote it down because he was basically saying, if your mindset's not right, you already you already beat yourself up before life beats you up. Before you even looked failure in the face, you already failed because you're insecure about the potential to fail. So looking at life as a challenge and seeing opportunity in those challenges is very, very, very important when it comes to any adversity, any bad thing that happens in life. And I know, like, we live in an era where everyone's always like, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this, but sometimes people are very victimizing themselves. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Abby, that is like 1000% true. Very Everyone much victimizes so. themselves. All and time. I, I don't know, it's like, and people are dramatic and sensitive. Yes. And so they, I could go on about society. Yes, and it's like, bro, if you stop complaining for like two seconds, you can definitely find opportunity here. Like, it can open a door right in your face. It can open another door right in your face. But you're so focused on your limitations that you're not walking through that door. And honestly, to me, it's like, it's just sad to watch because it is directly correlated with your mindset and how you saw that situation play out in your head, not how it played out in reality. Literally. Abby, I could not have said that better myself because it's very true. And then that honestly, like, is a good way to, to end our fourth way of pushing through adversity. It's like you have to have that mindset of being ready for opportunity because then if someone else gets opportunity, like, and you don't, maybe they were actually looking for it and you weren't. So it's like, you got to really have that mindset and, and have a good, open, open mindset to it. But our fifth way is, and our last way is refuse to give up on yourself, your purpose and your team. So maybe you're pushing through adversity and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and you have tried everything. You've tried rewiring your mindset. You've tried getting comfortable with failure and adapting. You've tried everything. At this point, it is sheer will. You cannot give up on yourself, your purpose, and your team. You have to believe in your purpose. You have to believe in your team. You have to believe in your capabilities. You have to believe in that and not quit easy. So don't quit easy. Make sure you're giving it everything you have. Also ask yourself, what can I do differently? Have I exhausted all options? Think about those things. When you're just like hitting your last breath, like your last effort, your last everything, and you're just so done, remember, hey, there's a bigger purpose I'm serving. I'm going to get past this. I'm going to refuse to give up. I'm not going to quit. And I'm going to keep pushing through to the other side. Yes. And remember too, like there's a difference between quitting and resting. You know, I know sometimes people glorify overworking if you need to take a break, if you need to lay down, if you need to go journal, meditate, whatever it is, work out, take that break for yourself, but don't give up on yourself. Don't forget why you're there, 
why you're doing all these things, why you're pursuing them. And I know a lot of the times people talk about like, fails this, failed that. Did you fail or did you give up? So when it comes to this point, I think like, again, easier said than done, especially when you're in the moment of self-doubt, maybe it's imposter syndrome, whatever it is. In the moment, it's not as easy, but don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. <laughs> Abby, tell us again. Tell us again. Don't again, that's like my example. <laughs> if you, if you give guys up, are going you're through it right now, yourself, just listen to this. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't oh my give gosh. up. Don't my give ears up. Are really <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> I have a great, great singing voice. I hope you guys really like that. Hannah wanted to be a singer when we were younger. <laughs> I did, and I still will, because I'm not giving up on my singing career. You will? I'm just letting you know. Of course, yeah, one day. I mean, if I'll you be, will, I will fully support you. I'm not kidding. Don't give up. Okay, not right now, though. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> we waiting for this stop. moment. Look at, she's on the mic. She said, let me just. <laughs> uh, 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 Hannah on the mic. Uh, 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 <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay. I can't no, we're going to make a remix of this later. It's no, going to be... This is so bad. It's going to be released on New Year's. <laughs> I cannot. Anyways. But this is a good episode topic, honestly, because everyone has been through so much adversity in the last two years with, I mean, life, with mental health, with career, with everything. So... If you're like everyone and you're going through a tough time in your career, in your life, and work, these are great reminders and ways that you can use to successfully push through adversity and get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Because I promise you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And we're going to do a really quick recap before we end this episode. So recapping with our five ways successful people push through adversity, which by the way, again, I keep repeating this, but it's good to note that we definitely pull these from multiple articles that we read and the research that we do. It is not just out of our own experiences, even though we do also tie in our experiences as well. So top five ways that successful people push through adversity is one, trust in positive outcomes, two, develop skills, practices, and habits that support growth. Three, get comfortable with failure and learn to adapt. Four, rewire your mindset, embrace adversity and challenges, see them as opportunities. Last but not least, five, refuse to give up on yourself, your purpose, and your team. Don't quit. We are not quitters. We are not going to quit on it. Uh Uh-uh. So with all that being said, That is how we are going to end this episode. And we hope you guys really got good tips from it and that you follow us on Instagram and message us what your thoughts are on the podcast, but also what podcast topics that you would like to hear from us. Join our private Facebook group where we have opportunities for questions and answers and tips and recommendations, mentorship, everything there, as well as obviously following our podcast because next Wednesday we'll be releasing another one. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. See you next Wednesday, homegirls. See you next Wednesday.